Well, good morning, you guys. Happy Sunday. It's October. We are in October, y'all. You know, it's literally like one of my favorite. No, not one of my favorite. It is my favorite season. I love the fall. I love that it gets a little bit cooler since I live in California, the southern part of California. It's really pretty much perfect weather for the most part. Um, you know, Californians or people from LA, when it gets, when it drops below 60, we really think it's Christmas. So, (laughs) and if you are from LA, you can definitely attest to that. When it drops below 60, we get excited thinking that it is real cold winter or fall weather. But I'm just excited that when I go to sleep, I feel the change of the temperature, right? Like it's not, it's not hot anymore, technically, for people from LA. It has a little cool weather. Like you can wear a little light sweater and feel that, you know, you are really in the fall season. Um, another reason why I love the fall is because of the pumpkin. I love pumpkin. I love anything pumpkin. Um, I love pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin, um, anything pumpkin. I love the taste of it. I think, um, the first time I had pumpkin, um, it was a pumpkin spice, um, cappuccino. And I was, we were in Vegas years ago and it just changed my whole life. And I, (laughs) and I ordered it. I ordered that with, I believe it was either coffee cake or the pumpkin spice cake. Um, but yes, it was amazing. And so ever since then, I have just loved anything pumpkin. But needless to say, um, you guys write me and tell me what's your, what's your favorite thing about the fall or the winter. Um, but I wanted to let you guys know, I'm getting ready to talk about a topic that really uh, stood out to me. And uh, it's very near and dear to my heart. Um, And it's a really good, it allowed me to reflect. And the article, a friend of mine had posted, um, it was talking about, really the article, I forgot the title, but the overall article was about expressing your tears and how oftentimes um, the, the message of tears or crying has a lot to do with like being ashamed, being afraid, not being afraid, but being ashamed, um, not being consoled, uh, really it being taboo and not expressing your tears meant that it's not okay to do it. And I remember just having my own reflection in my, in my life, especially around the time of when I went through my, um, what many would call the dark night of the soul. Oh man, I remember there was this one time when I had a serious meltdown um, because in my mind, I could not grasp um, what God was doing in me. Um, I couldn't grasp it. I couldn't grasp it. I couldn't get it. I was in so much pain, yet I kept hearing 
it's for your good. I kept hearing it's for your good. It's for your good. I kept hearing that. But the feeling that I was feeling uh, in my body was so much pain and so much anguish. I didn't know um, really. I didn't know what to do with those feelings. And so I had two extremities. I had really I was believing the pain that I was in, believing the anguish. And I was feeling at my almost all-time low, felt like a failure in my life. And yet I just was hearing this voice from God that was saying, it's for your good, it's for your good. And I was like, this is confusing. This is confusing. And I remember walking outside. And before I even got to the door, I really, I was just trying to get out of my mind. I was trying to escape from my mind. And I remember just pulling at my hair and I just fell to the floor, just fell to the floor. And I just remember there was this groan. I remember just yelling, but but there was more of an internal groan that I was having because it was just, I just couldn't, I was in that much pain and I was so much confusion. And I remember my girls got up and they just looked so afraid, so distraught because they had never seen me like that. I'm a bubbly, happy, go lucky type of uh, person, you know, um, they might see me cry every now and then, but it wasn't the depth of it wasn't that uh, it, it was never that in depth. And so when they saw me that way, it definitely, of course, it was not on purpose at the time and um, I just remember just um, at the time just feeling so anguish. And of course, you know, I, I had that way of an escape. I was able to um, have someone talk to me and they were talking to me and it was like helping me. But I was still just like, as they were talking to me, I was still kind of just like, like bewildered in my mind. Um, but I was so grateful that I had that person just there to help me. I had that person there to help me. And I remember thinking that there really is always a way of an escape for me. When I was at my lowest of low, when I really felt like I couldn't help myself, I believe that person was there to help me. That person was there to help me. And I believe that I'm here to help you. That moment, when I think about that moment, it reminded me that I always had a way of an escape. That when I didn't feel like I had any more strength to help myself, I believe God sent that person to show me, to help me, to help my mind. And sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need that to help our minds. We, when, when God knew that I, could, I, I couldn't help myself at that time. God knew that I couldn't help myself at that time. God knew that. As strong as I am, as a strong as that had nothing to do with my strength. 
had nothing to do with my ability of my strength. It had nothing to do with it. At the time, I felt that I was that weak. I was that broken that I felt that I could not help myself and I knew that I couldn't. And that person was there for me in my most vulnerable moment, my most broken moment. And I believe that that type of love is accessible for you. I believe that there is always a way of an escape there. And, 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 and here's the thing. Even when you are crying, oftentimes it is not meant for you to escape it. But sometimes you might need someone, something, that presence, that divine presence, that, that, that presence with you to help you through your emotions, to help you through your process, to help you through your anguish, to help you through it. You may not be in the mental space or you may not have the capacity within you, within you to, to break through the process. You may not, you may not have the capacity like I did. I didn't have the capacity at the time to, to go through to, to figure out, to maneuver. Th- I didn't have it within me. Even though God was speaking loudly, God sent a messenger to help me. Sometimes you need that physical body. You need that extra strength to talk to you. Sometimes just to be present with you. And and when I think about it, we were both broken at the time. <laughs> we were both broken at the time. But that person was there for me to help me. They were going through their own stuff. But that person was still at the capacity, enough capacity within themselves for God sent them to help me. I really believe that. I really believe that. And this is how much God is pulling for you. This is why God sends resources, why God is, you know, your soul, even though you may not think that you are capable of, or of, of being who you are called to be. You may not think you, you can't get through the night. You may not think you can. You may not think you can. And God knows that, that you think that you can. And even when God knows that you think that you can't, God still sends opportunities, a feeling a way of an escape. A way of an escape. Some type of avenue, some type of form, some type of resource, some type. Now, I don't know the answers to everything. I'm oftentimes, oftentimes battle with the people, like I think about oftentimes will cross my mind even now, like what about the people that, that committed suicide and didn't feel like anybody was there. Just didn't feel that anybody was there. Just didn't feel that there was a way out. Just didn't feel like there was a way out. And chose that that, was enough, that there was another avenue. And that other avenue was to take their life. What about those people? Those questions often cross my mind. 
Was there a way of an escape for them? And the answer to that for me is I do not know the answers to everything. And I'm okay with that. I feel very, um, my heart goes out to people who have committed those acts. I've been sent here as a messenger to let you know if you might be feeling this way, that I am your way of an escape, that I am here to help you process and maneuver through those things, that you might have a family member. You might have a family member that you have shut off because you felt your understanding of crying or your understanding of being vulnerable was don't be vulnerable in front of people. And you may have pushed that person away. And if that person keeps showing up in your life to help you and you keep pushing them away, that might be the person that God has sent to you to help you. If you have a flyer that might say 1-800-CALL-THIS-1-800-HOTLINE if you are battling with depression or if you are battling with suicidal thoughts, that one that you are not alone. Oftentimes when we have those moments as we feel that we are alone and if you might have that flyer that's circling in front of you or it's just kind of sitting at that sitting on your your table, that might be your guardian angel saying this is your resource, this is your way of an escape. Or whenever you, I've had, I've had someone tell me their story when they were about, when they were going through their own uh, struggles and, and they said every time they had reached the point where they felt that they couldn't go on anymore, that someone always called them. That someone always called them before they got to the point where they couldn't, where they, where they had reached the level of insanity, almost reached a level of insanity where they got a phone call. Every time. Now, I don't know everyone's story. I can only share with you my own story. And however it lands with you, however it speaks to your soul, however it heals your soul, however it souls up, however it patches up something within your soul. That is your process. That is how the Holy Spirit will speak to you. That's how love will, will speak to you and guide you to your path of healing, to your path of truth. But what I do know in my own testimony is that I, have, I am on the other side and that I know what it feels like to feel trapped in your own mind, to, tr- to feel trapped in your own body. I know the feeling of having God speak to you, of having love speak to you, but you're so consumed in your own fears and so consumed in your own thoughts and so consumed within your own darkness. And I get it and I know and I completely understand it that you feel as though nobody will understand you. So you stay within your own feeling of anguish. 
feeling of depression, feeling of heartache. But if I may help you open that crack of light. There is a crack of light. If you can just, for one, understand that your emotions are okay. That it is okay to feel. And I think we've been taught that it's not okay to feel. To feel bad. That we're only accepted when we feel good. And to hide when we feel bad. To not show our vulnerability. And yes, I think there is moments and times when we should uh, be with ourselves. To express, to get it out. Yes. And also to be vulnerable enough to say, I don't feel okay. Will you help me? And oftentimes, sometimes we we can't even express when we don't feel okay. Oftentimes we're acting it out. Oftentimes we're acting it out through our actions. We don't sometimes we we haven't even been taught to say when when we when we are not okay when we when we're taught for at a young age to not say when you don't feel okay to not say when you don't feel okay to 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 wipe it away or don't show anybody your emotions or that somebody will take advantage of you. I know that was me. Stop showing your emotions. You'll get made fun of or you somebody will take advantage of you if you show your emotions and show your emotions. Stop being so sensitive. But I couldn't help but be sensitive because that was how I was wired. I was wired to feel and 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 I had to learn. And it was through my process, through my growth, where I had to learn the balance and understand the beauty of all of it, the beauty of the colors, the beauty of all of my feelings and my emotions and that it is okay and when I had to constantly tell myself that it was okay and constantly tell myself and get and I was creating that space you got to create that space within you but sometimes you don't know how to you don't know how to create that space sometimes you can just be in a ball of emotions where you don't even know how to express them don't even know how to express them. And at the end of it, we're just looking to be loved. We're just, we're just looking. We're just looking to create that love. We're just looking for that acceptance, that coddling. We're looking to be held. We're looking for some, for some place, someone, something, that feeling to say it's okay. And for me, for me, God had to show me that it was okay to cry, that in my process and my growth, that it was okay to feel, that it was okay to feel uncomfortable, that it was okay to feel afraid, that those feelings were okay and to examine those feelings. And I sought therapy to seek them out, to understand how, how to get to those feelings. I meditated 
I meditated to unwire some of the wavelengths that I was tied to certain emotions that brought about the anguish. That the meditation allowed me to, to, to raise my frequency, to, to, to listen and honor my intuition. For that intuition was my guiding compass to my very healing. But I had to go there. It was in my feeling when I would cry. It was in my feeling of feeling vulnerable, feeling fearful, getting to the skeletons in my closet. It was in the, I had to go there to see, to sit in my feelings, to go through them, to maneuver them. To say it was okay to pause and get quiet. To see myself for myself. And it was in that. It was in that where I saw my own power. And that power had nothing to do with uh, demanding respect or trying to be strong that power within me i had i realized that it was okay to feel anguish it it was okay and to understand where where the anguish came from and the more that i told myself that it was okay the more that i released and let go the more that i listened to my intuition to be guided Okay, maybe you need therapy on this part. Okay, maybe you, okay, it's time to meditate. Okay, read this book. Okay, be silent. Okay, pause here. Okay, what are we feeling here, Cammie? What are we feeling? Okay, I want to cry. Allow it to come up. Allow it to come up. It was me listening to those. Listening to my body. Your body is so divinely intelligent. And it knows how to heal itself. It knows how to heal itself. It knows how to heal itself. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. If you are in the process right now where you feel that you can't come out of your crying, where you feel that you can't get out of your process, where you feel stuck, where you don't be ashamed of that. I think when we don't feel when we feel ashamed of our vulnerability, when we feel shame, shame, when we feel ashamed that we are ashamed. When we feel shame that we are ashamed, we don't allow that process, allow that process. When I, I'm looking right now, I'm looking, what's in front of me is broken tiles. There's broken pieces of tiles in front of me. And it is cemented to the wall. And, and, and these broken pieces, this broken tile is, is, is meant like it's, it's, it's like a, its own sculpture, right? It's its own sculpture. And, and it, it's, it's like... Allow the broken pieces, allow your brokenness to be broken. And the, the beauty, the beauty of your gift is to tell yourself it's okay to not feel okay. I was so busy trying to tell myself, get out of this feeling, get out of this feeling, get out of this feeling. And God was saying, no, be in it. It's something I want to show you in it. Be in it. I'm with you. Love is with you. I am with you. Be in your feeling. Be in it. This is, be in it. 
And I think we're told not to, we're told that it's not, it's not okay to be in it. Because in, it is in that feeling. And when you tell, when you tell yourself it's okay to be in it. You tell yourself when, and sometimes, listen, I couldn't tell myself it was okay because for so long I was taught that it's not okay. That it's it's not okay to cry. It's not okay to be sensitive. It's not okay to show your emotions. It's not okay. Dry it up. And I learned my feelings were valid and that my feelings were okay and that I mattered, that all of me mattered. And it was then where I saw the depths of my soul, where I started allowing myself to cry, where I started allowing myself to look silly or look weird or look crazy or to be okay to be laughed at. And sometimes when it's like when you feel that you will be laughed at and you're not okay with not feeling that you will be laughed at, that all of it is okay, that all of your feelings are okay. Embrace it all. And it was in all of those feelings where I realized that I went through those experiences and those those processes and all of those emotions and all of those attachments and and all of that I went through those to help others to help others through it they were emotions they were energies they were attachments they were feelings and I had to express them through my tears. It's okay. It's okay to not feel okay. Don't let anybody, don't let any religion force you out of not of, of not feeling okay. Sometimes, listen, sometimes you may have to sit in your not okay. To know the truth within you. To know what is real within you. Sometimes you got to sit in it. And know what and know who is with you in it. I know that was my story. I had to sit in my stuff. In the stuff that I picked up. To see what was real. To see what frequency was low? What frequency was heavy? What energy was heavy that I was attaching myself to? It was that love within me that kept growing as I kept telling myself that it was okay to be vulnerable. It was okay because vulnerability is beauty and sometimes vulnerability shows up in pain. But I had to understand I had to give myself and create that capacity within myself. And it started with unlearning. I had to unlearn that it was okay to not feel okay. I think that was the biggest freedom that I given myself. That it wasn't that it was okay to not feel okay. When I gave myself that, when I created and cultivated that relationship with myself, 
Oh my God. I was telling myself, wait a minute, it's okay to not feel okay. I even have to start there. It's okay to not feel okay because everything is okay. Even when I feel that I'm not okay. That's when I started stepping into abundance. That's when I started stepping into abundance. When I created that space within myself unconditionally. To tell myself, to give myself that freedom. That it's okay to not feel okay. Chew on that for a minute. It is okay to not feel okay. And to be mindful. To be awakened. To keep your eyes open. Your ears open. To what is always with you. What has always been with you. But if you feel that it's not okay to be okay. The absence of love. The love is always there. But you're going to feel absent from love. When you feel that it's not okay to feel okay. I know. I know this because I thought I had to be perfect in order to be accepted by love. So whenever I would feel bad, I would say, not not yet, not yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet, love. And I had to create that self-love. When I say create, I mean create the capacity to receive the love that was already within me. That love. It's always with you. Unconditionally, no matter what. Even in your anguish. Love is always with you. This is true. And I had to lean into it and learn. And and, 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 and as I had to and as I cultivated that, as I created more and more of that capacity. How do you create that capacity, Cammy? How did you create that capacity? As I stated, I, 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 I cried and released. I prayed. I meditated. I got silent. I spent a lot of time with myself. I was guided. It was like God, the divine, was guiding me of how to be in relationship with myself. So that I can help others. So that I can help others. Your tears are okay. Your tears are okay. It is okay to not feel okay. Because there's a message in it. There's always a message in it. There's always one thing I know is that the universe is always pulling, guiding you to your greatest, your highest good, which is love. It's all about love. It's all about love. We come from love. But I had to create, 
I had to create the capacity within myself, which is self-love. I had to remove my unworthiness out of my system. The belief of feeling unworthy, a belief of feeling that it, that I wasn't worthy, to I, that it wasn't okay to not feel okay. All of those beliefs that I picked up as a child, that I had picked up in before, before maybe in past times, I believe that I have been here before, but that's a whole nother story. You know, they say old souls. I really do believe that I have been here before. Um, and, 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 and all of those attachments, ancestor ties in the sense of the struggle or the belief systems um, of, of, of a lower vibration, I had to release that. I had to release that. Release that lower energy, release those, those ties, release those agreements. And as I was releasing, another thing I want to share with you, I know for a fact. Is, now, this is my personal story. I know for a fact that I believe in angels. I believe in guardian angels. I believe my ancestors were pulling were pulling and are pulling for me. I believe that there are spiritual beings behind me, always giving me messages, always guiding me. The universe, that the the cosmos, the divine intelligence that designed the universe. I believe that any and all, every and all things, that every energy Every pulling force, everything that was unseen was pulling for me, was pulling for me. I believe that I was called to this. I believe that this was a part of my calling to help others. I didn't go through this. You're not going through what you went through just to stay where you are. Oh, no. Just so you know that. If you might be going through your ascension process, you're not going through it just to stay there. So I want to let you know that I am on the other side. But I believe that I had to go through or somehow chosen or agreed to the fact that I would go through my dark night of the soul so that I could awaken and help you. So that I could awaken and help others. And there is another side. There is another side. I'm just here to help you soften the hard tears. I'm just here to help soften the hard tears, to help your perspective through the hard tears. I know what the hard tears feel like. I know what dark nights feel like. And I also know the other side. And I am here to share with you that it will not always be this way. That the ascension process, you will not always have these dark nights. That you will be, the purpose of it is to bring about a true love within you. A divine love within you, your true authentic self. 
your soul being, your, your, your true self, who you are, that heaven on earth. It really is to bring about that. Now, listen, heaven on earth, let, let's, let's get this straight because this is something that I thought heaven on earth was. Heaven on earth is not about you trying to do everything right. Okay, let's get let's get that out the way. Okay, it has everything to do with you removing in the process is removing those agreements in your conscience. That is the the block from you being in your higher conscience, and your higher as you go higher in conscience. You will see things differently. You will hear things differently. You will receive things in a clearer and brighter perspective. That your gifts will flourish. And this happens through love. And I know I had to go through my own process so that I can awaken to love. There were so many beliefs and agreements and attachments that... I was tied to my perspective of love, and I'm so glad that I went through my dark night of the soul to see the true essence of what love is. To see the true essence of what love is, and it is you, unconditionally. I'm so grateful to share this with you. I have so much more to share with you, um, and I thank you for listening on today. Have a great week.